Good afternoon and welcome back to the Sector 4 podcast. We are vibing and there's literally 9 million things to talk about, which is the first time that's happened in a while. So that's cool. Oh, Steve's here. I'm excited to hear how many things we have to talk about because it was just another normal race. If you ask me, Max won by a lump sum. No, no, no. It's not even the race. It's all the stuff that's happened after the race. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> there's literally, there's so much to talk about, but yeah, we'll talk about the race first. Um, yeah, we got another result of Max winning. Who would have thought? But if we use the system of Max being his own podium, uh, Charles Leclerc won the race. And Lando finished second, which is very exciting. But Lando actually finished third and Charles finished second. So that was fun for them. Um, are you just where are you getting Lando finishing second? No, I, You Lando didn't even listen to me. Third. I said if we're using the metric of the podium being Max having his own podium, the actual Grand yeah, Prix, two, three, four, the actual Grand Prix, the two, three, four, Charles Leclerc won the yeah. race. Lando finished second. Yeah. No, he didn't. Sergio Perez would have finished second. What? Oh, damn. The finishing oh, order sorry. is yeah, Max that's... Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, Sergio Perez, Lando I don't Morris. know why I thought Lando was P3. Oh, wow. Okay. I I yeah. misunderstood. Don't you do a Formula One podcast here? Okay. All right, man. Okay, listen. <laughs> listen. All right. I didn't. My words weren't worded at the moment. What? You didn't? You didn't watch the race? I didn't watch the race. <laughs> I promise I watched it. I'm just not that smart. Um. Yeah, I, the race itself, I thought was it was pretty fun because we had something that you sent me after the race that I didn't clue into during the race. And that was what, Stephen? Do you remember what that was? Uh, was it Nico Hulkenberg getting a black and white flag about 10 minutes after he DNF? No, it was not that. It was the fun little video you sent that was a minute and like 15 seconds long, which was Max Verstappen's first overtake in two months. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's made two overtakes in the last two months. The last one was uh, overtaking Sergio Perez in Miami. And if you count the sprint requ- sprint race, then it was passing Sergio Perez in the sprint and then passing Charles Leclerc for the race. That lead. is disgusting. That is absurd. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. even clue into that. I'm like, he's led so much that he genuinely has not had to overtake anybody if it wasn't a, like a blue flag. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. I could not believe that. Um, And you know what? For a fraction of the race, I did think that Leclerc was going to take it. I thought it was going to be a Leclerc. I did. I did think it for a little bit. I thought there was a chance. I was giving Keevan the look like the really. Yeah, well, okay. I wanted I wanted some hope. Um, Ultimately, I think that Ferrari kind of takes this one because I thought that was one of their best performances in a while. Signs looked very strong throughout the race, I thought. Um, so it was unfortunate that he didn't finish on the podium and he was obviously one of the, the eight drivers that got, uh, post race traffic or traffic track limits infringements, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, cause I don't even know where to start on that, but overall I thought it was a pretty like entertaining race. I thought there was some good battles, um, Magnuson and DeVries fighting again and DeVries being a pain in the ass was hilarious to me. Uh, it is just funny to watch them because they they obviously just hate each other now. Oh my, they have to. They ruin each other's races. Yeah, and they're fighting for like P18. I'm like, God, stop it, please. Um, yep. We did have a, a DNF early on in the race uh, from Hulkenberg, uh, which was a little a little tough. 
uh, that ended up being a yep, lap 12. Was that a power failure? Power failure, I think. I believe so. Um, so a little bit of a bummer for the Haas there um, as we went along. Um, what I thought was interesting is that, well, I think we made this prediction last week. We said that the, uh, the McLaren would be strong. Uh, we did end up seeing that. Just the McLaren. Just one of them. Well, yeah, we did say just one of them. Because uh, <laughs> Piastri, not a great one from him. Um, but ultimately, uh, a really strong race from Lando Norris. And I thought uh, he should have been pretty pretty proud of that one. Um, it, was a, it was pretty much a good performance on merit, right? Like it wasn't anything that other people were necessarily doing wrong. He just drove a good car and it looks like those upgrades worked. Um, yeah. What did you think? Like, was there anything stand out for you? Cause I know he had some good fights with, uh, with Hamilton at one point And I think even Paris for a little bit. I think, like I said, in the last episode, he was just extremely confident on his brakes and that was what was giving him some serious pace. Yeah. Cause he was breaking. I don't late. know what it was in Canada, but he was just, he was breaking very late and he wasn't locking up too much and he was getting good lines. He was taking a little bit of uh different lines every couple of laps. You'd see him change up his uh, entry into turn three. Yep. Um, but ultimately, ultimately whatever he was doing was paying off because he did have some pace. He was competitive. out Yeah. There. And that's what I was going to mention too, but you already got, you beat me to it actually it was the turn three. It was so interesting, interesting watching everybody take those tight lines into the apex of the corner, but then Lando would take go late on the brakes, go wide and then come in on the, the inside, which I thought was a really yeah. interesting, uh, way to do it but obviously it ended up working out for him and i mean let's be honest too he was helped out a little bit by the penalties uh that that came after the race and i guess we can talk about those right now we've i don't know what it is with austria but it's always been like this. It, but it's always on the last turn right like it's that's where all the tr- it's turn, turn 10, 10 yeah. yeah and i understand okay here's the thing they should enforce it and they did enforce it. I think that they said that there was yeah. 12, something like 1,200 track limits uh, violations out of like 1,500 laps or something. Like, come on. If they're doing it every every lap, either you're penalizing them every lap and you're getting everybody or just don't yeah. penalize it at all. Like that. that's I think they just need to remove the runoff and make it a gravel trap. So that way the that's drivers don't do the it. The only way that you're going to stop. Yeah. Them. Yep, that's the only way you're going to stop them. Because you you basically have, but in just the track limits infringements in the post-race, you have Sainz, Hamilton, Gasly, Albon, Sargent, Ocon, DeVries, and Sonoda, some of which were double penalties, so some of them got 10-second penalties. And that's just after the race. Did I send you the... uh I sent you the clip of Esteban Ocon after the race and him and his engineer were like, oh, good thing we didn't get any penalties. Yeah. And they said, yeah, good job. Good job of doing that. (laughs) He got like four. (laughs) It was really funny. And see, yeah, he got like, he got a five and a 10 and a five and a 10. Yeah. And I just don't know where I stand on it because we've had this issue too, like in the post race things where, what was it with the podium where, I mean, it's happened so many times where people get the penalties revoked, looked at, revoked, put back in. I think it was Alonzo at one point this season and signs, I believe um, where they basically give them the penalty. They review it. They take it back. Like, and it takes like five hours or something till after the race to figure out what the final grid is. I just fundamentally don't agree with that. Changing the order after the race. If you have the penalties, give the penalties during the race. Now, I understand that you can't always get all of them right away. Fair enough. But if they're over, they're over. Give them an automatic penalty. Like, I don't know why it's so hard. Yeah. Or 
follow Nico Rosberg's idea. When the car is registered as leaving the track, cut the engine for a second. Can you do that? Yeah. What? What? How? Just cut power for a second. How can they do that? They can just install something into it to basically bring down the RPM. A kill switch? Basically make it. Yeah. Basically make it so it, is, you know, it shuts the throttle body. So you leave the track. All of a sudden, you know, you have no gas pedal for a second. Slows you down. Do you actually think that would work? I think it's something. What if it doesn't kick back on? Did you? Well, then then that means you're Ferrari. No, oh, yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the uh, the note at the bottom when you go to the race results yep. for the race, and it says uh, Verstappen scored an additional point for setting the fastest lap of the race. DeVries received a five-second penalty for forcing another driver off the track. Accurate. Sergeant Magnuson Ocon times two. DeVries and Sonoda received five-second time penalties for exceeding track limits. Sonoda, Signs, Hamilton, Gasly, Albon, Ocon, times two. And DeVries received 10-second time penalties for exceeding track limits. It's just getting out of hand, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. it's just, There's no way that only 1,200 of those 1,500 laps were, were off track limits. Like, I would, I would argue every single lap they went off. Yeah, and it was it was funny listening to Lando cry the entire time about Lewis being off limits, and then uh, Hamilton cry the entire race about other drivers getting track limits and, and Toto, Toto having to shut just him drive up. the car. <laughs> like Lewis, the car is bad. Just drive it. That was awesome. Like my favorite radio moment from this season so far. Just because, oh god, I loved it. I just love when Lewis gets put in his place. It's nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm just a little. I'm a little annoyed by the whole fiasco, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, Fernando Alonso did not win the race, as you predicted. Yeah, no, he didn't. Max Verstappen won the race against my prediction of something happening to him. Yeah, I think at this point we should just bet that nothing's going to happen to him and he's just going to run away with yeah. it. It's Yeah, we're going to stop asking race predictions. We're just going to start asking 234. Yeah, 234 is the better, the better thing. Or we're just going to start playing P10 racing. P10 racing is so much fun. Oh, we should do that. We yeah. should do that. We'll, we'll get into that at the For end those of the race. That don't know P10 racing is uh, as as the name suggests. You guess who's going to finish P10. Way more unpredictable. And then you you split the points up that way. So P10 is 25 and then nine and 11th is 18. And then, you know, down from there. Yeah. Which is the better way to go, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the race itself, like, I don't know. I just don't really like it was a good race. I thought it was. It was fun. You saw some good racing throughout. I just, the penalties. We did not see a Mercedes punt a Red Bull in, in turn four. No, I really thought that was going to happen. It it didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't look too great. I didn't think the Mercedes, this race, it seemed like they were coming back into form uh, the past two races. And then this one, I, I just didn't really see anything that made me like inspired. I don't know if that's the right word to, to use, but um yeah, a little bit, a little bit of a bummer there for them. Um, I don't really think there's anything else worth talking about, like from individual team perspectives. Uh, I think we pretty much saw what we saw with Austria. Um, Albon seemed to have a pretty decent drive, although I don't think he finished top 10. Um, 11. He finished 11th. He seemed to be doing pretty well. Logan Sargent finished 13, 13th, which I think is his best finish all season. It is. Yeah. I think that's uh, really good from him. Disappointing was Sonoda, who I put on my fantasy team and then proceeded to not do anything. So that was fun. Thank you, Yuki. Appreciate that one. Um, 
Alpine's looked fine, but the McLaren, I think, looked better. Um, that's one thing that is interesting is that the McLaren's starting to look a little bit better than the Alpine, but we'll see what uh, what shakes out. Um, but I want to dive in, actually, Steve, to a bunch of news things, and then we can kind of talk a little bit about uh, Silverstone this weekend. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was that McLaren chrome livery. Yeah, Lando has been asking for it since he started. Mm-hmm. Finally got it. And it sucks. I've never cared for the chrome livery, to be honest. I get what... I know that's probably a controversial opinion, Yeah, but. I get what they're trying to do, um, but, like, looking at it, the orange just doesn't need to be there. If they're going to do it, they should do it with the Vodafone, like, the throwback with the red. Um, I get that they wanted to keep it on there, but they basically got vetoed uh, from higher up, saying that they need to keep some papaya in there, which is... I just don't agree. It just doesn't look good. Anyways, so yeah. and their white race suits. I'm like, hmm, that's a decision. Um, yeah. I don't think white race shoots shoots suits should ever be a thing. Just in case, you know. It'll be cool if their um, if their mechanics in the garage have chrome, the chrome helmets like they used to have. That'll be fun. When they all when they all look like Ant Man. Yeah, <laughs> they look like uh, I don't know. I know you don't watch hockey, but the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings both have chrome helmets. And uh, the Kings uh, are silver chrome helmets and they're they're pretty fun. So, um, yeah, I don't really care about this car. I just wanted to mention it because it bothered me. Um, nothing's going to beat their uh, golf livery from two no. years ago. Oh, my God. It's so good. I actually I have the hat right next to me right now just because I was looking at it earlier. It made me happy. Such a good line. Such a good line. Anyways, um, Magnuson critical of desperate DeVries. Um but it's not necessarily like if you read the article. Well, I don't have the article linked to you, but um, basically what you hear is that Magnuson kind of sounds sympathetic to DeVries. Um, but basically what you have is DeVries being in a situation where he has to race hard no matter what he's doing or he's just going to lose that seat. And I think we've already decided that he's probably out anyways. Um, I agree. But yeah, I, I think. You know, and this is just interesting to hear because they've been fighting quite a bit uh, on track, but uh, nothing really to pull out there. The interesting one here, or one of the interesting ones, Zach Brown was interviewed. F1 must do better after watching Austria track limits saga happen. He basically goes on in this article to talk about all these different incidents and I'll build on the spa thing in a second because we have something to talk about there. Um, but he talks about like if you look at all the Friday and Saturdays at different races, uh, Indianapolis in 2005, Spa in 2021, where they knew what was going to happen on the Sunday. They just let things happen and didn't do anything about it. Indianapolis, the tires, yeah. Spa, they knew the rain would be a problem, didn't do anything about it. And then this case with Austria, they knew it was going to happen. They didn't. Well, I guess they did do something about it this time around, but I think it's a problem that you're going into these weekends and the FIA is basically just letting things happen and not trying to problem solve. And it's bothering me. (laughs) Like if you look at if you look at spa from two years ago when it was rained out, they knew that was going to happen. What did they do to. Like combat it at all or change it or do anything to fix it. Nothing. Nothing. Did they try and reschedule the race? Nope. Nope. Like there's no problem solving and it's driving me nuts because we all knew the track limits were going to be a problem. 
this weekend. And like I said, granted, they enforce it, but I'm also just kind of bitching for the sake of bitching. So I think when it comes to problem solving, the FIA is not the body to do it. Okay, then who's going to solve it? It has to be the subsidiary or whatever you want to call it that owns the track. What do you mean? So the FIA doesn't own these tracks. They just have a contract to race on. Yeah, I know that. Also, uh, Austria got renewed until 2030. Yep. Uh, So essentially, you know, if Adam Fun says, oh, we have problems with track limits here every year, they're going to go, well, literally nobody else does. Mm -hmm. So why are we going to, why are we going to just conform to you guys for one race out of the Mm year? Do you want to know what's interesting? If you watch Austria from every other year, track limits has been like an issue a couple times, but has, was it ever a problem like this? Were they getting yes like this? Yes. yes. They gave out, they notified the drivers of 1200 track limits violations every other year. Yes. No yes. way. Yeah. Like two years ago. Same How many thing. penalties did they give out? I don't remember, but it was a lot. Damn. Okay. Well, never mind. My penalties. <laughs> comment is not gonna work that <laughs> it was like it was like the same thing like i knew this was coming but it, it did come a lot earlier like hamilton yeah. getting um black and white flag at like lap 15 yeah. brutal <laughs> yeah but why are other sports not having this problem though that's my question f1 cars are driving on the limit they're the ones that are trying to go around the track the fastest they're the ones that are actually pushing the limit most other cars under their category can stay within the lines under their top speed there okay but why can't they just figure it out why can't they just take the corner differently? That's my like, and that's your point about the gravel trap. Like if they knew that the gravel trap was there, they wouldn't do it because they want to go fast. Yeah, I understand that. They want to go. Yeah, fast. I understand that, but they're breaking the rules. Yeah, then they get penalized for Anyways, it. It's just stupid. It makes everybody job. How harder. much time do you think they make up um, going through that corner illegally? Three seconds. A couple tenths. Yeah. Like all over the course of the race or Probably like each lap? Let's say both. They're probably making up a couple, like a tenth or two going over the white line. Okay, so probably about five, six seconds over the course over of the, the race. race probably, it's, it probably adds up to around what the penalties were. Yeah. Damn, you're right. So realistically, like you have to get away with it as much as you can because everyone else is going to do it. Remember how Alonzo talked about that uh, last yeah. year during race starts? Same thing. Get away with it until you get penalized for it. That's true. Because you're going to take that advantage every single time. And if you're not taking the advantage, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's what yeah. I mean. You know, that that's a cut. That's a free. T- that's a free couple tenths of a second. All right, you're right. I'll give you that. It's not that they're just breaking the rules. It's that you have to if you want to be the fastest. Yeah, and I, I get that. But then it's just it, it, it shouldn't be happening in the first place because the rules should prevent that from happening or the drivers just shouldn't do it. Like yeah. it shouldn't be this weird gray area, you know, like that's what's. Listen, the rules are never going to prevent a driver from going off track because sometimes they're just going to go off track. You know, it's not going to stop an accident because the car is going to suddenly come to a dead stop and be like, I can't do that. That's against the Mm. rules. But there's things that they can do to prevent it, whether it's make a gravel trap. But then the problem is, is that when you put a gravel trap at such a high speed section of the of the track, it doesn't become as much as a deterrent as it is just dangerous. Yeah, that's true, too, because, you know, if somebody does dip their wheel in that corner going, you know, excess of 200 kilometers an hour. They're probably not making it through that corner. No, you're right. I guess there's not really an easy solution. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know. The most I can recommend is uh, sausage curbs, <gasps> like the brutal sausage oh, curbs no. or the uh, extremely resistant paint that they use in Paul Ricard. 
Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. So that when they run off the track, it grains the shit out of the tires, slows them down a little bit. You have to take the worth out of going over the track yeah. for, from the drivers if you want them to if stop. If they doing put it. the big sausage curbs there, that would be a problem. That would, that would probably be worse than dude, a that's track, what, Dude, they launch into the barriers. Oh yeah. God, no! I don't even want to think about it. Anyways, um, the car would just uh, it, would, it would just grind over the sausage uh, curve, and then they'd never make the God. Run. Anyways, um. Oh, I didn't read this headline before we had this conversation. First of all, Aston Martin made sure their drivers wouldn't get any penalties before protesting because Aston protested after the race. So that's why everybody got the penalties. Just so you know, there's an official protest. Smart. Also confirmation gravel traps will be fitted outside turns nine and 10 at Red Bull ring with availability from MotoGP. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. So they are putting gravel yeah, traps there. So our, the entire thing we just spent 10 minutes talking about is God is yeah. happening. <laughs> so anyways, good job us. I can't read apparently. Um, so that's fun. Anyways, we just figured out a solution. Yay us. Look at us go. Um, on to sad news. Um, there were two deaths in motorsport last week. Um, I can't remember which formula it was um, at Spa. Can you, do you remember? Is formula something? Uh, not it was wasn't I one of the numbers. It was formula. It was, uh, formula two. No. Um. No, that was for Antoine. Yeah, that was Antoine. Well, I mean, we're butchering it. Delano now. Van Hoff. Yeah, Delano Van Hoff, and that was in uh, Formula Regional. You look confused. Yeah. Formula Regional Endurance Championship. Formula Regional Spa. Yeah. Lost his life in an accident similar to that of Antoine yep. Hubert's. Very unfortunate. Um, Where did it happen, Steve? I still don't think. Th- yep. Eau Rouge. Eau Rouge and Madion. It's the same place every accident happens there that, that claims life. Yeah, but is, isn't that a problem? Like, isn't that something they should be addressing? Yeah. Okay, what do they do? Yeah, but it's the most famous part of the track. And that's fine. Last time they 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 changed the, uh, the runoffs for it, mm-hmm. I think. They made the runoffs a bit wider, but I think, you know, the problem isn't when a driver crashes in that area. It's when two drivers crash in yeah. that area. It's when they crash into each other. So here's my problem. What were the conditions when this crash happened? I'm assuming they were wet. correct. How do you think visibility was? If there was a car in front of them next to zero. So my question is. Why were the people running the race not red flagging the session when you have a bunch of amateur drivers going over one of the most dangerous corners in non-visible conditions? Money. Yep. I, it, That's dude, the answer. It, Hate to say it. It drives money. me insane. It drove me insane two years ago when I barely knew anything about the sport and I was watching it and going, hey, why are they racing right now? That's stupid. And you remember Lando's crash. Yep. Brutal. If anybody else had hit him, it would have been the same situation all over again. Yep. And I just, at what point is it not worth it to run your session in those conditions? If you can't see 50 feet in front of you and you're going 300 kilometers an hour in one of the most dangerous corners slash turns of the tr- 
I'd say the entire grid. I mean, let's not get started on Jetta, but regardless, you know, it's I, I just don't see at what point it's worth it when you have this continually happening because this kid like died in the same way that Hugh Bear did. What? Seven years ago? Yeah. Or four years ago, five years ago. Right. Like, it's just not. It's not good enough for me. And obviously you don't want them to change the track. And I'm not saying they have to here. I don't think that's the reason that this happened. It just comes down to visibility and unsafe racing. And you can't be racing in these conditions if you know what the outcome is going to be because you keep getting evidence and it proven time and time again. I did just watch the crash. Um, It was down the straight. It wasn't on Eau Rouge. I thought it was on Eau Rouge. It was it was down the straight after. I don't even want to watch the crash. I don't want to watch it. I won't watch it, actually. But regardless. I just think it's not it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And you can't fault the other driver. Obviously, that's not his fault. Right. Like you can't know. No, something like that. You could like like when I just watched it, you couldn't even see the other car hit him until he did. Right. So like, what do you do? Like visibility is terrible. Like it's not raining, but it's like, it doesn't look like it's raining that much fog, but the visibility is next to nothing. And the thing is, is that a car crashes right before it happens. Like, like a good 15 seconds before it happens. No yellow flag, no nothing. But, and, and so that's it. As soon as that happens, whether regardless of what sport it is, race directors should be on it. That's an immediate red flag. And that should be popping up for every single driver that you're done. Like, yeah, like get back to the pits. No racing. So yeah. there's no reason for it. Like. Like, you know how when a virtual safety car is like the cars just like immediately just basically shut down and run at like 40 yep. percent speed. That's what it needs to be. You know, like if there's if there's a crash like that. Automatic. Flip the switch. Automatic. All the cars start selling. Yeah. Out. Especially in conditions like those. Yep. So it's just it's not it's just not good enough. I don't know. I think there's a lot of. uh a lot of things that need to be changed. Um, anyways, just annoyed by it. So, yeah, that's that. Um, on to annoying news. Stephen, how many races do we have next year? 24. Why? <laughs> oh, wait. Money. Oh, wait. Money. <laughs> Completely unsustainable. Ridiculous. I... Two races are on Saturdays. Dude, too. I, I, yeah, it's for for Ramadan. Which the first two races on Saturdays are for Ramadan. Yeah, which I, I fair enough. Um, but which is fine. I. Why do we need twenty four races? I love the sport. I think it's a lot of fun. I like watching the sport. I would argue I'm a fan. Steve, would you argue that you're a fan? Do you yeah. like watching racing? Yeah, that's good. Do you want to watch racing every other weekend for an entire year? Do you want to watch Max Verstappen win uh, 24 races? No. no, it's not. I, fun. Like, I, I don't mind it when there's a break. I like it when there's a break every now and then. But what I don't like is having to get up every Sunday at 7, 7 or 8 a.m. to watch the stupid race. We don't need this. It's un- honey. It's time to watch Max Verstappen win. Yes, again. dear. Yes. Dear. <laughs> I don't need it. You don't need it. Nobody needs this. It's too much. It's ridiculous. 
But wait, there's more. Did you know that they're trying to regionalize the calendar? Let me show you an example of regionalization. We go from what do you mean? Monaco to Canada to Spain to Austria. Look at that regionalization. Isn't that wonderful? That's terrible. Let's just make it cost more. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I can see it in spots, right? Like they're doing Monaco, then they're doing Emola. Or sorry, Emola, then Monaco. But they go from China to Miami to Emola to Monaco to Canada to Spain to Austria. Like, it makes no sense. Just put all the North American tracks. It's it's not that hard. It can't be that hard. Why is it that hard? (laughs) Why is Las Vegas in November? You have three American races nowhere near each other. I'm put, throwing my hands up in the air and you know what? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a little bit of a controversial no. opinion here. Maybe the reason that is, is because it is cheaper just to ship everything around like that than it is to say, if you had all your, all your North American, South American races in a row, you would essentially have to have, um, Canada, Coda, Miami, Las Vegas, and Brazil. That is five weeks that you're going to have to have every team staying somewhere in North America. Tough. They have to stay somewhere else if they do other stuff. So what's what? I think the thing is, is that they come back around Europe because most of the people will go home. Yeah, that's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> how many drivers? How many drivers live in Monaco in the UK? Twenty. Like, more than half the <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> You just take Logan Sargent and Max Verstappen out of it, and that's pretty much it. No, Max loves. That's good for him. Yeah. Damn. I have no idea where Logan Sargent lives. I'm going to look. He it definitely up. lives in the states. There's no way he does not live in Florida. He lives in Florida for sure. I'm putting money on it. How much? Like two cents. He lives in Switzerland. Does have Florida roots? Yeah, close enough. My two cents was on the line. Um, yeah, all right, fair enough. It's just annoying. Anyways, I'm over that part. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, stupid calendar's dumb. What do you think of the sprint race? I thought the sprint race was really good. That was pretty fun. I honestly, I think it should be longer. I love a last minute um, tire swap fight like that. Yeah, it was. You know what? And people are like, no, switch to softs. No, I'm going to stick to the inners. When it happened, I thought it was a stupid decision because it was lap 18 of 22 yeah, like when, or whatever. When George Pitt, I, I had George on my team. And when he pit, I was like, you fucking idiot, man. I genuinely thought it was the stupidest judgment call that any of them could have made. And then I saw them making up time and I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. Well, OK, here, here, here's the thing. If, if they just like let Mercedes pit. And went on to softs, and then everybody else stayed on inters. Merck would have been screwed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they would. They probably wouldn't have made up the no. time. But because everybody else pit for softs, that was the only reason they got back yeah, up fair there. Eh. It was a fun fight. I liked it. I liked. Uh, yeah. Was it Hulkenberg that gambled on switching and then ended up in the position he probably would have ended up in anyways? I guess P six or something like that. Yeah. So that was yeah. pretty good. Or you mean Botas, who started on slicks and then went to the pits immediately? <laughs> See, if he would have started on the inters and then made the chase, he probably would have finished top 10. Top 8, actually. 
Yeah. But he, they just messed it up. I don't yeah. nah, Whatever. And then there's Max, you know, on a 27 lap race, pulls like a 24 second lead. I hate it so much, man. Don't even want to talk. I don't about even want to. I don't even. I don't even have it in me. I'm done. I'm done talking about it this season. I don't want to. Can we just hear? Can yeah. we do a thing? Can we make a pact? Not talk can we about just him. not <laughs> name like name Max Verstappen for the rest of the year until he does like finishes anything other than first? Uh, okay. Let's try it. Let's try it next episode. We try. Well, assuming he wins the race. Yep. Well, let's just not mention. <laughs> Wait, did you see what the Austria, like the Red Bull Ring uh, Twitter account Yeah, yeah because they're saying, he said in they 2021. Tweeted, like, before the race was yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> before the race was over, they tweeted that Max Verstappen yeah. won. And then they're like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it we'll up. Leave though. It, up. <laughs> it was, I think it was Australia. I think so, it was the Australian track. No, it was, it was Austria. I think it was the Australian I'm pretty one. pretty sure it was the Austrian group. Yeah, Green. whatever. But no, the funnier part about that is that two years ago, Max said that if he won five times at the Red Bull ring, he'd ask Helmut Marco to change it to the Max Verstappen ring. Yep. <laughs> it is not gonna, but he's won five times there now. I think they should. Because he won, he funny. also won the Styrian Grand Prix, so he's technically won there five times. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, that was pretty good. I did like that tweet, though. It made me laugh. Um, Fun thing, you've probably seen a little bit about this. Actually, wait, no, no. I want to talk about this first. Pierre Gasly got interviewed today. <laughs> Do you know what Pierre Gasly said? What's that supposed to mean? Something about his wiener no, again. He was asked about track limits and he pulled out the classic line. I prefer not to speak because if I speak, I will be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a, a soccer manager like 10 years ago said that or something? I think so. Yeah. Something along the lines of that. <laughs> Fantastic so funny as soon as they start asking him about it he's like i don't even want to talk about this <laughs> he's like they don't <laughs> some some of the drivers are just so funny to interview because they just don't care to be interviewed no pierre's one of them it's hilarious i love yeah. it um last thing i want to talk about uh before we talk about the upcoming race uh they're filming this week and brad pitt will be on the grid and they have a new um slot in the pit lane dressed up for all their movie stuff that they're filming for the AXG GP team or something like that Um, and the funny tweet I saw was turns out the way to convince F1 to make space for an 11th team is one sign Brad Pitt two not be real simple (laughs) and I thought that was funny Um, (laughs) do you see how um, there's (laughs) on the on the formation lab like Max Verstappen when Brad Pitt takes him out on the formation (laughs) (laughs) I've seen those they're really good um so Damus Damon yeah Damson Idris Idris and Brad Pitt will not be driving the two APXGP at the beginning of the formation lap but rather it will be pro pilots so they're gonna have pro drivers doing it and they will start behind the actual cars only for two or three turns yeah So they're so they're actual F1 cars. Yeah, they're actual uh, actual cars. Um, they have AMG sponsorships on the cars, which is go figure because it's a Lewis Hamilton movie. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Um, kind of cool how they kind of have all the drivers in on the joke. I don't know if you've heard like Ocon's interview and everything today uh, saying that like the names of the drivers in the movies, like he's saying, oh, Sonny Hayes is going to be a surprise this week. And like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty fun. Um, I obviously hope it doesn't impact the race at all or else that would be embarrassing. Um, Uh, Apparently there's going to be more um, oil protesters again. So 
The interesting thing about that is you've had two different responses from the Mercedes drivers. Lewis Hamilton said, I'm all for protesting, but make sure you don't do it on track. And George Russell was like, look at all the progress F1 has made. I think they need to be reasonable. <laughs> Meanwhile, kind of George Russell was just in a true, like, George, George Russell was just in a typhoon. Just in an F1 jet. No, he was in a jet. Yeah, he was just in what? Yeah, like <laughs> flying around. Just like, shut up, George, man. Like, just just be quiet. Just don't speak, man. Um, yeah, so pretty interesting. Um, I think it's kind of cool that they're doing the the film and kind of incorporating some real uh, some real driving in there. I think it's I think it's fun. You know, it's pretty fun. Um, oh yeah. my god, we've been recording for thirty six minutes. Um, wow. Okay. Cool, Steven. Silverstone. a good track thanks man appreciate it it's it's great insight uh what happened last year at silverstone hamilton no what else happened last year signs no steven what happened on lap one not protesters oh yeah come on man why is that not the first thing you thought about what do you mean what happened in malaysia 2016 i don't know man Exactly. It's just a, I would argue that I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Fair enough. If you really want to get into it, George Russell was a good guy last year. So that's yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't know what to I'm not gonna mention the name of the devil. Um, so I'm starting now. I refuse to speak his name. He who shall not be named uh, will probably have a great race. I would like to see uh, Ferrari improvement, though. I think they showed some real pace last race, and I think they can really pull something out here. Steven? I hope so. <laughs> Although I'm not really that invested in Ferrari. Who are you? I'm sure Mercedes will, I'm sure Mercedes will be uh, coming back with some extra pace this Who weekend. are you hoping for? Like, what's your... Who am I hoping for? <laughs> I mean, in terms of my fantasy team, he who wins, <laughs> he who winneth the race. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, I would like to see. <clears throat> Albon finishing the points Ooh. again. I think that's a good pick. I think uh, it's, it's just funny to watch. It's funny to watch five drivers stuck behind him. Dude, he holds people up. It's so funny. It, it's just because that car is so quick in a straight line that they just physically can't pass yeah. him. So they have to just dive bomb him on a straight. Like Albon's defending isn't like the greatest in no. the world, but he's just got a car that's perfect for defending. <laughs> that's fair. I think it is. He's just got a car that sucks to pass. Yeah, it's fun watching him race. And I think Sargent's going to start picking up on a little bit of what he's doing. Um, cause yeah, hopefully, hopefully they get the upgrades to Sergeant's car now. So yeah. And then the same thing goes for McLaren too, right? Like I hope Piastri get those, gets those upgrades for this race. Uh, cause if so, he could be competing for, for middle of the pack and actually, Oh, little yeah. side note. Uh, I saw on Mick Schumacher's story that he was wearing a McLaren shirt. Correct. He is test driving for them today or, uh, on the weekend. Oh, okay, he's their third driver, right? Cause I sent, I sent that to Dale. Yeah, he's their reserve driver. Yep. Is he? Yeah, because he's Mercedes, right? So technically, like, it's the same kind of pipeline um, for them. Uh, But yeah, he's their reserve driver. So he was in uh, McLaren gear and he's getting all suited up. I think he's doing a uh, a qualifying session or not qualifying, a uh, practice session. So uh, I'm going to tell you. Pretty interesting, actually. So 
who knows? I, I think he'll be back in the car sooner rather than later. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't know about next year, but we'll see how everything goes for the current drivers. Um, I think as it stands, there's only two drivers out of their cars. So, you know, yeah. And that's, that's it. So, yeah. Maybe Mick Schumacher replaces Nick DeVries. No. He'd be in the right price point for that team. Sure, but they'd also have to poach him. <laughs> I think Mercedes would would let him go. Unless they have plans for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they have plans for him. Oh, honestly. no. You just think he's there to keep a name? I don't think they're ever going to put Mick in that car. Mm. For a full who do you, season. Okay, I know we've talked about this before. Real quick, before we cap things off, who do you think goes in that Mercedes next? People are saying rumblings of Ocon being in that car. I mean, Total Wolf is Ocon's manager. Yeah. So that, that would be the only reason why. I didn't why. know that. You can be a yeah. team principal and a manager at the same time. Yeah, do you remember in Drive to Survive when they were in the car together and uh, Total Wolf called uh, Cyril? Oh! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Estimate Ocon was the test and reserve driver for Mercedes for, for that year that he was off. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, he's still young-ish. He's what, 26, 27 now? Um, yeah. I could see him being in there. But I, I do think the the future of both Mercedes and Red Bull depends on the future of Ferrari. Because I think those two drivers, man, if they can't pull their stuff together, then I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, like the biggest, probably the biggest like team switch around that's going to happen in the next couple of years is who's going to, who's going to be driving for Audi. Yeah, that's true. Do you think they're going to be competitive? No. no. Not the first no, year. No, not the first year. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't, who knows? Who knows what happens in four years? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to try and predict that, but um, yeah. Anyways, I, we've gone on quite a bit today, Steve. So we're going to, we're going to end it. Also, I have to pee. So, Fine. yeah, I just want to let you know. Zach, is that okay? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Um, we'll talk to you next week in which we will be looking at Silverstone. And uh, I, do we have a triple header? Do we have another race after that? I'm pretty sure we do. I just can't remember where it is. Is it Sanford? So, Great Britain yep. is uh, yep. this weekend. Um, then we have a huge break until the, uh, 23rd, which is Hungary. Oh, we do have a break. Oh yeah, but it's not a summer. No, break. no, no, no. So it, like we have, uh, Hungary and spa at the end of and this then month. summer break and then summer yeah. break until, uh, uh, Zanford at the end oh, of August. Cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. So we got some stuff to look forward to, but yeah, it'll be nice having a little, uh, a weekend or two off from it too, uh, to kind of. You know, think about all the changes that are going to happen and all the races. He who should not be named is going to win. So, you know. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that's it from us. Uh, longer one today, but, you know, is what it is. Steven? I got okay, nothing. Cool. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye.